0: A very warm welcome to The Early Retirement Show, the show dedicated to helping you navigate the nuances of an early retirement, a non-traditional retirement. Now let's get right into the episode so we can learn how to retire early. Welcome back to The Early Retirement Podcast. I'm your host, Ari Taubleeb, and today's podcast episode is titled how to avoid the most common investing mistake, when really it should be titled how to avoid the most common financial planning mistake, which I can already give you the answer for right now, which is not planning specifically for you. And really basing your decision of do I retire? When should I retire? How do I invest? How do I save on taxes? How do I make sure I have proper protection based off of just rules of thumb, which is helpful for conversations, but not specific to you. So today's episode is going to be a little different of a format, I'm going to do a little bit more of storytelling where I talk about Things that have happened through clients, through things I've read, through just time in the industry, and I hope that this sheds light and really invites you to think a little bit differently about the way I view planning so that you can go, great, I can live a better life with my money by doing some of these things. So once again, I'm grateful that all of this is free. My only ask is that if it has been helpful in any sense, um, please either do shoot me a note because I love receiving those notes on my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com, and please do rate the show. That helps more people find it. It is my goal to help as many people as possible retire early, which if you've been listening for a while, it's not that I'm in love with an early retirement. What I'm in love with is helping you to get more life. And how do you get more life? Well, you do that by having more time. Well, how do you get more time? If you have more money, you can choose what you want to do with your time. So I want more people to not be at work unnecessarily and really help them be able to live their best life. And if we're going to retire early, we need more money. More money if you're going to retire at 65 because traditionally, you're going to live longer. And if you're going to live longer, great. I want that to be the case, but we need your money to last longer. So today I'm going to be talking about uh, all sorts of stuff, to be honest. Um, some of this just coming from client stories, but where I like to start is with the following, which is I was reading a Harvard adult development study and they shared two things that I think would be impactful to share with all of you, which is number one, a retired person had put in this study, um, two things that they had wished they had done differently when they look back on their life, which was, number one, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. And number two, I wish I'd cared less about what others thought of me and followed my own path. Now, the first one, I don't totally agree with. It's not that I agree or don't disagree. This was their thought, which is perfectly fine. But when it comes to, I I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I work really hard. I love working hard. I assume a lot of you work hard. But what I imagine they're getting to the point of is that they worked hard unnecessarily. And that's how I viewed it, at least. Some of you may, may think differently. But for example, I spoke with a client. And that client I spoke with a few weeks back, and it stuck with me, which is they said they were at work. Not because they, they love being at work, but because they just felt the need to. Now they had saved well, they had invested well, but the reality is that person was going to keep working whether or not they had two, three, five, ten million dollars because they were never going to have the confidence to retire and not have a consistent paycheck from a job. So some of you might be listening to this going, Ari, right, great, doesn't apply to me. Once you tell me I'm in a position where work is optional, um, I'm good to go. I just need that confidence. I need to see the plan. The person who reached out, who, who's since become a client, they didn't have that confidence. And what we needed to do is really proper education and, and proper mindset, really which sounds a little odd, I know, but when it comes to retirement, it is weird to no longer receive a paycheck. And I don't even know that because I'm not retired. This is just from my clients who are retired from conversations I'm having every day with people who are retired saying, hey, Ari, it's not easy. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to actually say, okay, there's no more income coming in and I don't want to have to go back to work. I don't want to have screwed up. And now all of a sudden I have to go back to work that Of course, no one wants to do. So that's point one. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. What I want people to take away from that is it's perfectly fine to work hard. I I think you already agree with that. The takeaway here is I don't want you working hard at work but sacrificing your health. Meaning, let's assume that you really don't enjoy what you do, but you have a really high income. And let's pretend you're 55, and you're going, Ari, right, I went through some basic planning, and because of that, I'm planning to retire by, let's just say, 60 Okay, great. That's the plan. Well, if that's the plan and you really don't love what you're doing, and let's assume that your salary is $250,000. Okay, so $250,000, you're working five more years, $1.25 That's what's coming in the door gross over the next five years. Great. Well, what if you said, you know what? We had these conversations, Ari, we've spoken a lot, and you brought up this concept once of part-time income, and and I don't know if it makes sense for me because- Right now I make $250,000. Does it even make sense to take a job? Maybe, yeah, I'd enjoy it more, and yes, there's benefits to it, but it only pays $100,000, so I don't know if it makes sense. Well, what I would say in that situation is what if you don't work five more years, but what if you work 15 more years? And you're gonna say, all right, I don't wanna work 15 more years. Are you even listening? Because I wanna work less. I wanna be done in five years. Well, what I would say is if those five years are gonna sincerely, significantly impact your health, maybe you don't work 15 more years, like this extreme example here. But if you were to, well, it would be a net benefit financially because you'd bring in $1.5 million as opposed to $1.25, but mainly, What I'm thinking is that you'd really enjoy it. So yeah, you're working till 70, this example, but let's pretend you don't. Let's pretend instead of 15 more years, you work 10 more years. And from 55 to 65, you are working at a job that you truly enjoy. It's allowing you to still go work out. You're able to go spend time with family. It's not causing you to to really hunker down and sacrifice some of the best years of your life. Well, to me, it would be extremely attractive to at least know that that is an option. So you would have brought in a million dollars so $250,000 less dollars, and you worked five additional years, a total of 10 years, as opposed to working for five years, making $250,000, a very healthy salary. To me, what I would really want to know is how how much of what you're doing today do you really enjoy and how much of that could really be change from an overall lifestyle perspective if you took this other job that paid less but you did it for more years the second thing i want to bring up and this is not from a harvard study but from an an advisor that i i look up to sincerely um he said the following which i want to share with you all because sometimes this stuff just gets shared within the industry and i think if more people heard about it they would think differently and that is my job is i want you to think differently about money so you can live a better life and he says this he says our volatility is not risk. Running out of money in later life, that's risk. And it just resonates with me. It's simple. It's not a fancy formula. Um, I have plenty of podcast episodes on formulas where I work through tax situations and charitable giving and, and investments and Roth conversion. No, no. This is about thinking about your portfolio differently. Volatility. What is volatility? A fancy word for ups and downs. Okay, it's a fancy word for the volatility you experience in the market. What is the the ups and downs? How does that make you feel? Because if we go through an in-depth planning process to show you here's what you're on track for and here's what you and your spouse are on track for, and all of a sudden your spouse is saying, Ari, I get the finances. It makes sense. Maybe you're listening to this podcast episode and you're really in love with financial planning and you love staying up to date with the markets and you love tax law and legislation. Great. Maybe your spouse doesn't. In fact, I would guess that they don't because- it tends that one spouse likes to take the lead on that. Well, let's assume that you've listened to plenty of podcast episodes, either my podcast and maybe my partner James Canole's podcast, Ready for Retirement, which is an amazing podcast if you haven't heard that already. Um, there's so many at Ben Felix, um, so many good podcasts out there. However, let's assume your spouse doesn't listen to those. Well, if that's the case, then one of the things that might happen is you go through a planning process and she goes, hey, I understand the numbers. Uh, this makes sense on paper. But I don't care because I don't feel good about it. I don't like the idea that my million dollars is going to fluctuate a few hundred thousand dollars. That is money I worked hard for. I'm doing a brief calculation in my head. Maybe you can sense your wife or or partner or, or husband might do this where they're spinning in their heads and you're looking at them and they're going, how many hours would it take for me to work to be able to get back that return? So how do we avoid that? Well, the way we avoid that is by explaining and having a conversation truthfully of what amount of portfolio fluctuation would make you comfortable. And then showing you, here's the trade-offs. If you don't want to invest in a way that would cause a lot of ups and downs, that's perfectly fine. In my opinion, it's never a financial advisor's job to tell you what to do or what not to do. It's an advisor's job to show you the trade-offs. If you invest like this, this is what it means for you for retirement income. If you invest like this, here's what it means in terms of longevity of work. Alternatively, What it is our job to do is educate you to understand what is risk, what is conservative. And really, at the end of the day, no matter what the financial plan shows, if we show you something that shows you are easily on track, if you invest like this with this tax strategy and all these fancy things, but you go, Ari, I can't sleep at night or my partner can't sleep at night because of this then we're not doing it because the idea that you would lose sleep over the way your investments are allocated over the way your tax strategy is projected to play out, well, then we're missing the whole point of financial planning. And another example to bring it in is that when you look back on your life, and I only know this from clients, from personal experience through family member, they don't go, Ari, I had a great life and my average rate of return was 8.764329. No, they're not saying what their average rate of return percent. Or, Ari, I saved $700,000 in taxes through a Roth conversion strategy that I heard you and James talk. No, they don't do that. They go... I was able to spend more time with children. I was able to retire earlier. I was able to leave a job I didn't love or a bad relationship. Financial freedom is really the freedom to think about money less. It's to have more flexibility. Um, What I want you to do, if anything, from listening to this podcast episode, is really think about, okay, great, what's an ideal life to you? Number one, are you in a job you really enjoy? If not, great, that is okay. Should part-time income make up really the majority of how you're going to reframe the brain. And when I say reframe the brain, part-time income doesn't have to be a small amount. It can be maybe for longer years, but are you in a job that you could see yourself really enjoying? Um, If you are in a job that you really enjoy, is it causing you to to lose out on quality of life? If the answer is no, wonderful. What other areas in your life would cause a better life? Which I know is a a mouthful, but what else would really enhance quality of life? Would it be, for example, I'm going to throw a few things out there, some of which you may have thought of before, some of which you may not have. But these are the questions that I ask people during my second meeting, which is a discovery meeting. So when people reach out, we have a fit call. We understand, is there a good fit? The second part of that is discovery meeting. I like the word discovery, but it's really not discovery. It's a dream meeting where we're dreaming about what your ideal retirement is so that we can show you feedback in the following meeting. But regarding that meeting, I will ask you, and I'll say, if money wasn't an option, if you didn't even have money, what would life look like? And people go, well, Ari, it's not really a great question because I do have money. And so because it's there, I need to think about it and how it's going to. And I go, yes, you're right. It's not perfect and no question is ever perfect, but I want to take money out of the equation. I'll say, if money's not a consideration here, what in your life changes? Imagine you're a billionaire. Some people laugh when they'll say, Ari, I would buy all these 10, 20, 30 different cars because I love that and I want that. It's going to be expensive. To those people, wonderful. It's not even don't do that. It's great. If that's what you want to do, what do we have to do to make it happen? Do we have to take five jobs? Because if that's the case, likely you're not going to want that trade-off. But alternatively, you might say, you know what, Ari, I, I don't want fancy cars. And actually, my life doesn't change a whole lot. And as I really think about it, yes, I don't want to run out of money. But if I have Social Security, if I maybe have a pension or rental income or just a efficient investment portfolio or really just a plan, well, then actually I'd have a ton of peace of mind. In fact, maybe just going through a process would really make me think differently about the work I'm at today. Maybe going to work every day is tough because you don't know when it's going to end. But if you did know that it could end because of the way you're investing or because of a tax strategy, well, then I would argue it's going to be a whole lot better when you go to work. It's going to be easier. Going back to some of the different questions I'd ask is, when it comes to your legacy goals, is there a set dollar amount that you want to leave to children or heirs? Most people, the answer is no. Most people, it's I want to enjoy the fruits of my my efforts, but I want to certainly give something. But if you're going to give something and you know you're going to give something, and let's assume you have children and they're doing really well and they're in a very high tax bracket because they're doing well, well, the reality is you don't want them to to feel, you know, not a burden by any means, but if they're inheriting any money, you don't want them paying 30, 40% taxes on that. So what strategies can you do to get ahead of that? That's where Roth conversions come in, but not just for legacy goals. It moves more money from an IRA that you may have, an IRA, a 401k to a Roth IRA where all the money's tax free forever. I know a lot of you listen to this and go, all right, I've heard plenty about Roth conversions and the episodes, and it's great. I have specific episodes just on Roth conversions. But what I really want to harp home on here is the idea that you look back on your life and you're going to say, what could I have done differently? Like some of these people in this Harvard study, these retired people, and I don't want you to have not regrets. Regrets actually aren't bad, oddly. Um, And I know some of this is going to sound odd because I sound so much younger and I am younger than so much of you who are listening to this podcast, which I think actually creates a really healthy and different dynamic because I don't have the life experience that a lot of you do have. What I do have is the stories from clients who trust me to manage what they've worked so hard to grasp. And I have the really the pleasure of being able to say, great, here are the different stories. Here's the feedback I hear from retirees. And let me relay that to you. And then we create that plan together to say, great, what makes most sense for you? What makes most sense for that person has nothing to do with what makes sense for you, your tax strategy. Maybe you read an article online and it says, you know what? The 60-40 portfolio is dead. 60% stocks, 40% bonds. It doesn't make any more sense. That could be the case, but what if it makes sense for you? And what I mean by that is how could you know if you don't go through a planning process? How could you know if you don't ask yourself the hard questions of what's life expectancy going to be? Now, that's not a fun conversation and one I don't even recommend that you have with yourself. But let's assume, and this is very sad, but I'm going to bring it up because it's it's important in my opinion. Um, let's assume that you do sacrifice your health and you're working from age fifty to fifty five and all of a sudden there's not a fun diagnosis and and you hear that you have cancer. Now I know that's really harsh and maybe you're listening to this on a drive and you're going, all right, how does this relate? You just bummed out my whole Monday. Um I promise that's not what I'm trying to do here. Here's why I bring it up is This is a real case here where there are people who reach out, and they reach out and they go, Ari, I sacrificed my health. I worked longer than I needed to, which goes back to this Harvard study. I worked harder than I needed to in a way that wasn't fun. I like to work hard. I'm sure a lot of you do. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're working hard, even when you don't want to. And what happened is this client received a not-so-fun diagnosis that they had— a few more years to live. Now, they had been planning retirement cruises. They had been planning other things going on. And it is not more than not fun. It is sad and one of the things that you could do differently at all. Some of it you can't do anything differently about. But why I bring up the life expectancy piece here is let's assume that you're not in this situation, but you're in one where you know the reality is you're not going to live until your 90s or into your late hundreds. You're likely going to live into your 80s, maybe early 80s or late 70s. Well, it's not fun conversation, but I would re-invite you to think differently about that. Well, how do I do that? I show you Well, I know it seems sad, but what if you could spend more, do more, travel more, give more while you're here? I don't want you going, I'm going to sacrifice. I I want you to be able to spend everything you work so hard for and do more of that while you're here, and too many people reach out. Um, in my opinion, and they just don't know what to do. And I don't blame them, but they reach out and they go, help me make sure that my money lasts until X age, which I'm all about. Uh, We never want to run out of money. Don't get me wrong. But if you knew the reality is either you or a spouse, or you're going through some situation, if we don't even have that conversation of what life expectancy is, then the reality is we're not doing proper planning. So I need to know If You know, that's why I ask these questions. What is health like? What is health history in the family? Because if health history isn't great, well, then the reality is we can do a whole lot more. You can live a better life while you're here as opposed to just waiting and now all of a sudden, yeah, you did some of the things you wanted to do, but you realized, wow, there were things I didn't get to do that you could have done. So if you're still listening to this, um, by this point in the episode, I'm impressed because I just went through about 15 to 16 minutes of just hey, client stories and things that have come up, and I'll continue to do these if they are helpful. I do different types of episodes um, because I want to really understand what is most helpful for you all. That's why it's so helpful when you do submit questions. Go, Ari, really love the storytelling aspect. Ari, really love when you talk about tax planning or the way you explain investments is a way that resonates differently than I've heard before. Those are the comments that really excite me so I can make more episodes just like that for you. If you do submit a question, I will tell you, hey, I just answered your question. You don't have to listen to every single episode to know, hey, did he answer my question? I will let you know. The last thing that I'll leave you with, and and then I I promise to wherever you're going after this episode, I hope it is not more uplifting because I hope it's still uplifting. Retirement doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can be exciting. But the last thing I'll leave you with is It's overwhelming to try to tackle it all. And a common phrase that we say here at Root, momentum over speed. Don't feel your investment strategy needs to get completely shifted overnight or you won't be okay. A day, a week, a month, it's not going to make or break it. Now, yes, take steps towards creating a better financial life. So that you can have a better real life now your financial life is of course integrated with your real life But it's not the numbers that really dictate a quality of life What it allows you to determine how you want to live your life based off of time So this is the feedback that I get from people who have retired from people who have retired early From people who want to retire and have a successful life. They come back to me and they give me this feedback of, Ari, here's what I wish I did differently. Ari, why didn't I do this? I couldn't tell you that the confidence that has shifted since going through the planning process, since being a client, that's what we love to help people do. So I feel very lucky to have my job because most people in life, you know, what are some of the biggest things? Well, you pick where you're going to go to college. Um, maybe you pick the, your first job and you love it or you hate it and you determine, wow, I never want to do that ever again, or I really want to do this. I'm really lucky because I you know what I want to do for the rest of my life. Now, I know that I want to be in this position. I love helping people because I know I get to be with them for the rest of their lives. No one knows, of course, what's going to happen. But what I do know is that when it comes to leaving your best life and and really saying, great, how do I implement these investment tactics, these tax techniques that you talk about? It has to be fully customized to you. So if you see an article online saying get out of international investing or the 60-40 portfolio is dead or here's why you don't want to do a Roth conversion, all of that may very well be true but it might be true for your neighbor it might not be true for you it might be true for you and make no sense for your neighbor your coworker. so this is really not supposed to be a a, here's the answer personal finance is personal that's why it's called personal finance some things i'm going to come back and and maybe if we went through a process show you here's what you're on track for here's what you and your wife can do here's what your kids should do to go to college and here's the most efficient way to do that and pay zero percent possibly in taxes and, and do these And you might say, Ari, it's all great, but you know what? Losing sleep over the way that this is happening or I'm not fully confident in why it's happening like this. Um, Great. We're not married to any strategy. We're married to, to having clients have a wonderful experience understanding the trade-offs of their decisions. So I know this was a little bit of a different episode, almost like a mailbag episode of talking about life expectancy and how we think about planning and not having regrets, but regrets are still okay, and Ari, you're confusing me. So I promise my goal is not to confuse you. If this has been helpful at all, I truly, please do If you rate the the show, it helps more people find it. More people get to retire early and at least get to understand when they're in a position to retire early. So once again, a little bit of a different episode here. Um, You can always submit your question on the website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. Other than that, that's it for today. So appreciate you all listening. I'll see you next week.